You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is a production of the Houston Astros Radio Network. We're pleased to be joined by Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. Always a pleasure to uh, be visited by Nolan. I know the Astros starting pitchers would feel that way after hearing from him today. And we'll get to Nolan as we go through the top of the third inning. And J.B. Shuck, the former Astro, left-handed hitting center fielder with the pitch from Keuchel. On the corner outside, edge strike one. Nolan, you were just telling us a great story about when you came to the Astros as a free agent and uh, becoming the the first million-dollar-a-year player in Major League Baseball. And then your first spring, 1980, all the attention had been given. There's a a foul ball off the leg of uh, J.B. Shuck to the Astros fortunes in 1980 and how great things looked. And, and tell us about your debut in spring training. It was in Dodger Town over in Vero Beach. And, uh, you know, I wasn't a good starter in spring training until, oh, probably I, I logged 20 innings or so, you know. And then my stuff started coming around. And, and I gave up three or four home runs. I don't remember what it was in, in my three innings. And it, those balls were hitting up in those palm trees out there behind the fence at Vero. And, I mean, poor John McMullen, the owner at that time, he was so deflated about what he saw. You couldn't tell him spring training didn't matter, huh? Pitch was ball one, one and two to J.B. Shuck. Uh, Can you disclose to us, because inquiring minds want to know, what you would say to the Astros starting pitcher? Well, today we just visited about – the opportunity they have in the ball club they're pitching for and, and about their uh, preparation and about uh, trying to be efficient with their pitches and pitches late into the game as they possibly can uh, and establishing with with A.J. what what their ability is as far as that pitch count is concerned. And, and you know, like I told him, the longer you stay in a game, the the better chance you have of winning that ball game. That was a line drive single left by Shuck, who's on first as the pitch comes inside on Adrianza, ball one. Well, you certainly were known for that, and it was a different era when you pitched, but when you guys made that final start of the spring, were you thinking you needed to go close to nine innings on opening day? Well, I like to go seven innings at least twice because uh, Ball hit in the air to right center field. This one's a gapper. Long run there for Reddick. It bounces, rolls to the wall. It'll score a run to make it a 6-1 ball game. And checking in with the RBI double is Adrianza. So it's now 6-1 Astros. So tell us about the going seven innings twice there in spring. Well, and I wanted to go uh, back-to-back starts, seven innings, and I wanted to be able to feel like my fastball was where it needed to be because that was the the last pitch that came around for me in the spring training. And also I wanted to pitch close to 30 innings the entire spring because it, that that way I felt like I had command of my breaking ball. I, threw, I had thrown it enough that it became consistent for me. So there were things I tried to accomplish in spring training, and a lot of it had to do with accumulating innings. Now Stubbs is a batter. He struck out looking his first time up. And, Nolan, I want to ask you, as Stubbs takes one inside, you obviously preparation is always a key for a pitcher and I know that was something you said you talked about with the Astro starters today do you think your preparation would change now just because there's so many more tools now for pitchers at their disposal oh yeah you know with the videos that they have and 
and the ability to uh, go back and look at hitters and, and see what their strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, I think you could prepare better for your start um, just because of the technology that we have nowadays. Two balls and a strike on Stubbs, a right-handed hitter. It's 6-1 to one Astros here in the third inning. Nolan, I doubt if you can get into this mindset, but if you were playing today and seven innings was considered to be actually above average, would that change uh, the way that you threw maybe a little bit harder without having to worry about having to stay out there as long, or would it affect you in any way? Well, I don't, I don't think that it would affect my approach to each start and, and my conditioning. Uh, I was a max effort guy to start with, so that, that was the way I pitched, and I, I wouldn't expect that to change. You know, it's just that uh, they use starting pitching differently nowadays than, than uh, they did back then, where we were expected to go uh, late in the game or hopefully finish the game, you know, uh, with the, the structure of the bullpen and the fact that uh, they've expanded the uh, pitching numbers to 13 people where there were teams I pitched on that we only had nine. Right. Two balls, two strikes on Stubbs. Six to one Astros in the third. Keiko looks back at the runner off. Second time is called. And it has changed in, in a good way. But part of that is uh, the relief core that's available for most of these clubs, just about every reliever is in the 90s. Yeah, I'm sure there were times when you pitched, when you mean you talk about nine pitchers on the staff, you didn't want to seize the, the, that eighth, <laughs> nine pitcher. <laughs> that was your game, and you wanted to try to finish it. And uh, that's just the way it was. But, but you're right. Now, the, and I, I have to uh, agree that you have more live arms now than we've ever had in the history of the game. Yeah. And you can go to the bullpen and, and uh, bring in a guy that's throwing in the high 90s and let him pitch one inning and come back with a, another guy that's right there too or has a devastating breaking ball. And so the game's changed. And these hitters, uh, I think that's why we see uh, production dropping in from the, the offensive side of the game. Mm -hmm. That was a line drive caught by the Astros' third baseman, Davis, and Stubbs is retired for out number one. Now it's Benji Gonzalez with the runner at second. He swings and tops one foul, a strike. Yeah, there, there have been changes that we're not saying that, uh, that we didn't enjoy, certainly the era. It's just a different era that can be enjoyable now on different terms, but uh, certainly we don't expect too many guys joining you in the 300-win club anymore. What do you think about that? No, with the, with the way they're using starting pitchers, starters, you know, it, when you see a 20-game winner, it's kind of a rarity. You yeah. see one or two a year, and um, there were times that we had, you know, I don't know, six or seven, seven or eight in the, in the one league, you know. So it has changed from that perspective. Now, ball to shortstop. That goes six to three for odd number two with Adrianza going to third. What do you think of the Astros team for 2017? I'm very excited about it. I think that uh, offensively we're a very strong ball club. Up the middle, we're going to have good strength, and I think that's real important to us. And uh, I like our starting pitching. I think we'll stand with anybody in our starting pitching, and our bullpen, I think, uh, is talented. So uh, I like where we are. I think the key to whoever wins the West is the team that stays the healthiest. And it's not just in the pitching staff that you don't have a key player go down and have an extended uh, DL time. So... Uh, Injuries always come into play. That's something you can't uh, figure on, but you just have to be uh, uh, hopefully aware of it. And that uh, one thing about our ball club I like, we have some versatility within our 
our position players. So if we have someone go down, hopefully temporarily, we're able to interchange people, and and it shouldn't impact us. Yes, 2-0 to Matt Haig. Dallas Keiko leading 6-1, works the third inning, runner at third, two outs. Here's the pitch. It's a strike call upstairs, 2-1. and one. As you see Keiko now this spring, and you've seen him the last two years uh, looking very different, uh, which, which version are you seeing now? Well, this is the first time I've seen him throw this spring, so I, I really can't say, but it looks to me like, you know, he's working on all his pitches, and, and uh, that's uh, that's the key to him is uh, having command of his pitches, and I don't think that he's very sharp yet uh, like we'll see him once the season starts, and, but I think it's a matter of him just throwing some innings this spring. Yeah, especially after getting off to a bit of a late start, just his third start this spring. 2-2 pitch grounded between third and short. RBI single to left field by Haig. That makes it 6-2 now. And, Nolan, you know, you talk about the the rotation that the Astros have. How much of a difference do you think it makes, too, that, you know, you have five guys, not only five solid pitchers, regardless of how it shakes out, but guys that give you different looks. You have the left-hander in Keuchel. You have the sinker baller in Borton. You have McHugh, which relies on the curveball and the four-seam fastball. So you have guys who can show guys different things. Well, I agree with you. You know, we uh, when you look at our starting staff and, and and you take McCullough as a power pitcher and really a hard-breaking ball, uh, so it, every night a team's going to get a different look from the starters. And so I think that's good myself. And uh, if um, you don't have pitchers that are similar that you are worrying about breaking them up so much, hoping to slide a left-hander in there in between two right-handers. Did you like pitching the day after, say, a soft-tossing lefty? Did that did that stuff matter to you? Yeah, or Joe Necro with a knuckleball. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, you did because the hitters, uh, they have to change their approach to somebody like Joe or, or Phil. And, and so, yeah, I always enjoyed throwing behind them. You know, they tried to split JR up, right. so we didn't pitch back-to-back. That was a three-game series when it would be JR, <laughs> Necro, and Nolan. That was especially in the dome. Teams used to they they would look ahead two weeks ahead of time. Oh no, we're going to get those three guys in the <laughs> yeah. dome in that series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, need to say we love throwing in the zone because uh, if you made a mistake, there's a good chance it may end up being an out. <laughs> the ball's two strikes on Jimenez. Here's the pitch to the catcher. It's in tight a ball and yeah, it, and you had some outfielders who could run down balls, and, but. A lot of those wins had to be three to two back in those days. Yeah, we just didn't score a lot of runs, so uh, you know you had to you had to keep it really close if you're going to have a shot. But you know Terry Poole and Cesar in center and Jose Cruz and Lel, they could run down a lot of mistakes. They were fun to watch. One two pitch coming. The thing I'll never forget was 1987 for you, eight and 16 with the best ERA in the National League, 2.76. That you'd have to see it, Robert, to believe that that happened. <laughs> it was one of those years that something could go wrong. It went wrong, you know. And <laughs> I led the league in strikeouts and ERA, and and uh, I may have led the league in losses too. You know, it just way that's the way it worked out, and you just were glad that year was over. Mm. You just pitchers have years like that from time to time. Yeah, you know, it happens in yeah. the. You know, that's what I say. There's a guy in the rotation. I don't know where it is in rotation, but there's always one pitcher that doesn't get any runs, and I happened to be with me that particular year, and it stayed with me all year. 
Ground ball is short. That's out number three. Thanks so much to you, Nolan Ryan, for joining us. Yeah, thank My you. pleasure. Thank you. Opening day. Just the sound of it brings a smile to the face of a baseball fan. Finally, it arrives after all the anticipation all winter long. The beginning of a six-month marathon. Opening day with the players lining up the introductions, the American flag on the field, pep rallies beforehand. Now the first pitch of the game, and it's underway with a big roar from the crowd. Nothing like opening day in baseball. Opening day, April 3rd, on the Astros Radio Network. The art of hitting has changed in baseball. And it has become, when I played and when AJ played, we talked about it, it, it used to be from contact through the baseball. Now you have to be a little bit quicker getting to the baseball because velocities are going up on these pitchers, so you've got to be a little more direct. But like you said, there isn't as much emphasis on the, the batting average number. Guys are getting paid for slugging. So how do they do that? They create an angle getting to contact where they can launch and create doubles and home runs. And that leads to obviously better paydays, but bigger numbers when you're looking at OPS because OPS is a slugging on base percentage. Mm. 0-2 pitches sliced down the left field line past the Mets bullpen. Still 0-2 to Brignac. Runner on second with one out. Batting average is now one of the more overrated numbers in all of baseball. Yeah, so, so the way guys used to teach correct me if I'm wrong, they used to want you to swing down through the baseball, create backspin. Yes. But that's not so anymore. Not anymore. Make Jeff Bagwell look like a genius. It's the way Baggy squatted down in his stance, basically swung straight up, created topspin, and obviously created unbelievable launch angles consistently for him. 0-2 pitch misses low and in. So is the idea now, try to get on plane with the pitch and create as much force into the ball as, as you can and not create as much spin? Well, if you imagine the, the direction the pitch is coming at a hitter is downhill. Mm -hmm. If I say I'm going to swing down, imagine how hard it is to create a contact point when you're swinging both on downward planes. If you get your barrel on plane with the pitch coming up, you have a better chance of squaring that ball up, so to speak. 1-2 fastball misses way high at 97. Two balls and two strikes to Brignac. And it makes sense in... in and when you're talking about being able to create contact in those two points intersecting for such a small amount of time, well, that's the thing. you want to get online. Yes, and you want to stay on plane as long as you can to give yourself a better opportunity to use the whole barrel of the bat. But how do you get on plane? Here's the 2-2. Two -two. Misses in the dirt. Gets away from the catcher. Darno Fisher will skip into third base. He represents the potential go-ahead run for the Astros with one out. Well, that's probably the hardest thing to do right now. So is the beginning of it. So when yes. you're loading, you're talking about your hands behind you know, when the pitcher's getting ready. How do you get that bat on plane without dropping that barrel and creating a loop? They call it lag. Okay. They want to lag the barrel to the baseball because that you don't want to create an arc in your swing where the barrel drops below your shoulder, below your back elbow, because all of a sudden you're going to be in, in the zone, out of the zone real quick. Mm. What you want to do is almost lay the barrel down and drag your hands across your chest and have the barrel follow behind those hands in order to stay on plane. Mm. Three two pitches fouled off from Brignac. Mets infield in now with one out runner on third. Well, when you look back, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, when you look back at films of Ted Williams or Lou Gehrig and guys like that, it seemed like they did it like that back then. Well, it's amazing to look back at those videos, and now that we've learned new words and talk about lag and where your hands are going and launch angles, getting you do plane. see those guys I mean, getting Williams on plane. had an uppercut, right? Big time. Yeah. And how do we, we get away, how do we get away from that? 
That's a, that's a really good question. And I'm hoping with the Astros explaining hitting as being as quick as you can to the baseball will lead to higher contact rates for these guys also because you know and I know these situations right here were a real nemesis for the Houston Astros. This has been a production of the Houston Astros Radio Network.